Welcome, everybody. We're so glad you're here today with us. Um, we have a special guest with us today. We have Cheryl joining us. Uh, she's a ministry partner with World Outreach International. It's a missions organization all over the world. She's based out of Southeast Asia. Uh, today, what we're going to do is um, for the first five minutes or so, Cheryl's going to tell us about um, her, um, just what's happening with her kind of logistically, where she's at, what she's doing. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit about Mary um, being the servant of the Lord. And we're going to go back and forth between talking with Cheryl and um, looking at the story of Mary and explore how we can be encouraged and equipped in the same way. So Cheryl, come on up. Welcome. Everybody, let's welcome Cheryl. <laughs> it is just so good to be here, especially during um, Christmas time. Um, it was a little bit challenging to get here uh, with COVID and all. Um, uh, traveling in a pandemic, I, I don't recommend doing it unless you have to. Um, I, uh, I had to literally get a police clearance to get from my house to the airport. Um, my flight changed six times. I had, um, I had a two-night layover in one airport, and at one of the evenings there, the, my flight the next morning got canceled. So it was, um, it was a little exciting. But um, <laughs> I, I've, I've left Malaysia, and um, I'm on my way to um, uh, Indonesia. And right now, I have no home. My home is my suitcase and uh, my, my home family here. So it's good to be with you guys. Um, anyway, uh, so I will, I'm planning on going to, um, to Indonesia, but I really need to trust the Lord on the timing. I don't know what that's going to look like. Right now, I can't even go back to Malaysia if I wanted to. They'd make me stay in a hotel for two weeks, and I don't even have permission from the government. So I'm really trusting God about the timing of going um, there. I may be doing some language learning online when I, because um, that's what's up for me in my next season. Um, one of the things that has really helped me to trust the Lord about timing in this next season was um, I'm taking this class about how to hear the Lord better. And um, in this class, they did this little exercise, and they're like, imagine that you have a, a gift, that the Lord's giving you a gift. And so I imagine the little gift, and I've got the box. And so then Fine. the instructor says, you know, open the box. And I open it, and I'm like, uh, Lord, it's empty. There's nothing in here. <laughs> and it's like, but then the Lord's like, no, it's, it's the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit. And then he gives me that scripture, John 3, 8, about the wind blows where it wants and you hear the sound, but you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going to. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I really need to trust you, Lord, in the timing and how all this works. And what was extra exciting and just helped me confirm that I was hearing from the Lord is about a week later, I was praying with a friend and she goes, you know, I see the wind of the spirit blowing over you. And, and she gives me the same exact scripture. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, it's um, comforting that even if we don't know our plans and have all the details, God has the plans and the details. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I know for so many of you, um, that your 2020 didn't look like you expected, and the same was true for me. Um, one of the things that I did plan for and expect is that um, at World Outreach, I do um, 
I do sort of an HR function. I do, I'm an application coordinator. So I trained somebody to take over for me in that role because I'm shifting my ministry focus. Um, I also did some information technology upgrades. Um, I do, uh, in my previous world, I was a business analyst. And so I worked with Gary Logan. Um, a lot of, most of you know him and he does um, information technology. And so he and I did a number of upgrades, but he's the programmer and he volunteers his time. Most of it is volunteer work that he does. And so he does all the heavy lifting and I'm like the little two-year-old in the kitchen saying, can I stir? So um, we were able to get that done. So that was, um, that was good. Um, a lot of this year was about uh, tooling up for my, my next season, what I'm gonna be doing. Um, I graduated from, uh, we have a leadership program with World Outreach, um, so I graduated from that. It's, um, uh, it's tra training and, and uh, uh, reading, but there's also really practical experiences. Um, like uh, I got to preach my first sermon, full sermon all by my little lonesomes. I got to share with pastors about World Outreach. Um, I also got to run a workshop. Um, another thing that I've gotten to do is um, I'm taking some Bible college courses. Back in January, I had this dream from the Lord, or well, I had this dream, I didn't know it was from the Lord, I'm like, that I was supposed to take Bible college classes in April, and I'm like, Lord, that can't be from you. I have a big event to run in April, I can't do it. And well, April came, and with COVID, of course, the event was canceled, and all of a sudden, my Bible college, which was never met online, was now on Zoom. So I've been taking um, classes with the um, Bible college, and um, I'm halfway to getting my bachelor's there. And I've also been doing some language learning, and... Um, good job. Good yeah, job. feels good. Um, I've been needing to do that for a long time, um, it, it, so it's, it's good. Um, another thing that I've been doing is I've been trained as a... Um, facilitator for these courses with, um, it's called Didasco. It's, it's a branch of World Outreach. Um, and it's online um, training courses for um, people who are interested in missions. And it's um, free, it's self-paced, um, but you can also do it in a group. So I've been trained to be able to facilitate those courses in a group. And I thought, you know, one of the um, courses, there's a section of it, and I really loved it. It was um, it was about uh, church history and the history of missions. And so I thought, oh, I'm gonna offer that up. So if, um, if any of you would uh, like to learn a little bit more about the history of missions, and I just think it's amazing how God has, has worked through different people through the years. And so um, I'm going to be offering that up um, over Zoom and possibly in person as well in later in January. So if you're interested in taking a free course, um, Please come to the foyer afterwards, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that. Yeah, so it's exciting, everything that God's given her to be doing right now. And so let's be praying for um, Cheryl as she does this, um, walks with the Lord this way. So I wanted to look at, we're in the month of December, right? It's when we traditionally celebrate Christmas, and when we... Uh, some of us celebrate Advent, and it's that time, as we've already seen during our worship service, where we've talked about Jesus coming, Jesus coming to redeem and ransom um, his people, and, um, and yet there's that tension, right, of what Leslie was saying, that he came, but then he died, and just we, we constantly live in that place of we see God's redemption, we've experienced his redemption in our life, and yet at the same time, we know there's so much more 
still to be redeemed. And I was reading one commentator, he said that about Advent. He said, even as we celebrate Christ's arrival on earth and his rescue of it, Advent also looks patiently to the future return of Christ to bring all wrongs to right once and for all. Advent accepts the tension of the already and the not yet, and it welcomes the waiting. Um, again, I just love that we don't plan the worship songs with our worship leaders, but as we sang that song, He is Worthy, that's what we were doing. We were celebrating what Jesus has done, but we were also being honest about the state of the world, and yet we were looking to the full redemption and saying, He is worthy of our praise, even in the midst of these troubles and trials and callings on our life that we're working out. Uh, you know, you say, welcome the waiting. And I think, I don't know if I welcome the waiting, but you know, he, he works in it. <laughs> right, right. It's not easy to welcome the waiting, but it's, it's what we get to do as God's kids. I'm thinking of um, at my house with my kids, uh, we celebrate Christmas with the giving of gifts and we like to buy our kids gifts. And um, sometimes <laughs> they'll come to us and say, have you bought me my gift yet? Have you bought me a gift yet? And we're, we always say, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> and oh, how they hate that. <laughs> what a tease. Oh, it is a tease. And they're like, no. And it's like, you know what? You got to wait. You got to hold on. <laughs> and um, so that's, that's where we're at as believers. That's where we're at during this 2020 year. Like we're in this tug and pull of waiting to see what God has wanted to redeem and what he wants to do. So Mary got to be that instrument, right? Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was an Israelite. She was under oppression rule, a Roman oppression. She, she lived at a time where they said, we need a Messiah. And so what was her response to that? Um, how did she receive his coming and the news of his coming in her life? How might we receive God's work in our life right now in this time of waiting? Um, Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost, and Mary was ready for that. Mary was ready for that. When the angel shows up to Mary, this is, this is what he says in Luke 1, 30 through 33. He says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be the very great. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. I can just imagine Mary saying, what is happening? This angel has appeared to me. How can this happen to me? How can this be? And I think all of us, when we look at the calls of God on our life, when we're trying to get from Malaysia to Indonesia, or we're just trying to take care of our family here in the U.S., or we're just trying to have a job here in the U.S., we can say, how can this be, God? How can you be at work right now? But this is what Gabriel answers here. I love it. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then Gabriel tells her, your, si your cousin who's been barren and Zechariah, her husband, they've been barren all these years, they're gonna have a child. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm backing up my word with some, some evidence. This is what's gonna happen. And then, then the angel says, for nothing is impossible with God. And we sang that today in our worship as well. Nothing is impossible. Getting Cheryl home, getting Cheryl to Indonesia, nothing is impossible with God. But this is what I want us to remember today. How does Mary respond? I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. So Cheryl, tell us a little bit. You've responded this way to God. God's spoken to you. You feel him calling you. You feel him transitioning things. How do you handle this? Yeah, how do I handle this? Um, <laughs> lots of prayer. Um, so, well, first of all, I just want to tell you a little more about um, uh, the organization and, and how God, I mean, God really rocked my world and you know, where I had to answer this call to go. Um, so this, our organization, World Outreach, um, our focus is on, uh, they call them UPGs, which stands for Unreached People Groups. And an Unreached People Group is a group of people who don't have the gospel in their own language or not enough people to tell them about the gospel in their own language. And there is over 3 billion people in 1,600 um, groups that don't have people going to them. And these people may never meet a Christian in their lifetime. And when I heard that, it, it was like, yes, I'm, I'm, I got, you know, I've got to go do this. And World Outreach is really about Luke um, 4, 18 and 19 which says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free, mm -hmm. and that the time of the Lord's favor is come. This verse is part of my personal um, mission statement. And um, the World Out Outreach is all about sending workers to those really hard places to see people get set free. And I'm, when I'd heard this message five years ago at the fellowship, um, in Sarah's house even, in her living room, <laughs> um, you know, that, that I'm like, yes, Lord, I am in when that, that call, that, that activation call came. I mean, I've had training here, but um, it was like, yeah, I, I'm in, Lord. I wanna go do that. But of course, I wanted to be one of the ones actually um, being, talking to the people. But that's, that's not what the Lord had for me initially. Um, when I first went, I, I did admin work for um, about four and a half years. But the Lord um, put it on my heart that it was um, time for me to change from working um, behind the scenes to working directly with the people. Um, and uh, I'm really comfortable in admin work, but being frontline and ministering to people, uh, that's new and it's out of my comfort zone. And, you know, admin work, I've been doing that for 30 years. I can kind of fake it in my own natural strength. But, you know, leading somebody to Jesus and having that heart change, it's like I am just see, feel so much more... Um, in need of the Holy Spirit. And I realize it's like nothing ain't gonna happen unless he does it, you know? I'm there, I'm, Lord, I'm, I'm like Mary, I'm, I'm willing, I'm ready to do it, but it's like, wow. Um, now some of you might be wondering, it's like, well, how did you decide that you were supposed to go make this change? And I wish like Mary, an angel had shown up and said, yeah. don't be afraid, Cheryl, for you have found favor with God and you will conceive. No, no, wait. <laughs> 
No! Inconceivable. Um, no, but anyway, um, you know, I assure you there was no angel. I just, the Lord often speaks to me in like spontaneous thoughts. Like when um, he was first nudging me to go to the mission field, I just had this feeling that I was supposed to get a job overseas. I was not ever wanting it to be, you know, being a missionary who raised support, but, um, uh, but that's what he had for me. And um, same, similar to this, this new season, um, I feel like he just kind of laid it on my heart um, last year that I was supposed to go do this, but I knew there was some, some time in the transition and I had to kind of get it settled in my heart. So as I started to, to um, believe God was speaking to me, um, I, I started share, I didn't share with a friend, but I was praying with her and she goes, you know, I feel like the Lord has a decision for you to make. And he says, say yes. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's, it was like so cool that he, he confirmed it. Another way he confirmed it to me is he gave me this dream about um, uh, ministering to, to young people. Um, and um, on, they, they were like on a beach and the tsunami was coming and I was trying to get them to follow me. And I find out a year later that my, my, um, future field leader, he had the same, a similar sort of dream that he was on the top of this island looking down at a beach and a tsunami coming, and he went down there to go encourage the people to come up, and so there was this confirmation for me, and then um, prophetic words, you know, we have a lot of people who are prophetic, and, and it's a great way to, to, for the Lord to confirm um, what he's calling you to do, and, and somebody gave me a word saying he was calling me from behind the scenes to the front lines, and so Finally, I'm like, okay, God, you're going to have me do this. And so I took it to the leadership and they're like, yep, we, um, we believe that you're supposed to go do this. And that's one thing I really love about both the fellowship and about World Outreach is that they really believe you hearing God for yourself and then supporting you in what it is you do. And I've always felt that here from the fellowship and from the leadership here. And I, I really appreciate that, that it's like they're here to stand behind what mm. we do. So thank you for that, oh. standing behind me. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's our pleasure. It's our joy to support people in what they believe God's called them to do. And if looking again at Mary, I, isn't it so beautiful that God gave Mary, um, Elizabeth and Zechariah to support her during that time. And in fact, Mary goes to see her family during this time. And it's such a glad, exciting reunion. And um, it says actually in um, Luke 1, 42 through 45, that when Mary or, and Elizabeth see each other, they're just, their babies like leap for joy in their womb. And there's just this gladness and this joy. And I think about your friends supporting you. We, we were glad to support you. There was joy. There was something in our spirit that kind of leapt. And there's this saying that um, Elizabeth says to Mary, she says, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And that's what I think we too look at each other and say, come on, you'll be blessed when you believe um, to do what the Lord is, that the Lord's going to do what he said he's going to do. There is this encouragement in the calling that um, Mary had, and there's an encouragement we have with you. However, let's talk about some of the challenges and the, the fears that we face, that Mary might have faced. Um, what are some of the challenges you face when you when you step into your calling, when you say, yes, Lord, I'm your servant. Let it be to me according to your will. 
Yeah, definitely some, some fear to overcome. I mean, like, I'm excited, but um, I'm just like, oh my gosh, how is this going to, to work? I'm, I mean, how am I really going to be able to minister in this way? And in fact, it was, I was starting to speak fear. I was starting to think fear and speak fear. And I'm like, the Lord really convicted me on it. It's like, no, you've prepared. You know, you need to stop speaking fear. The Lord's called me to do this and, and he's going to help me. And um, so... Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Joanne. <laughs> anyway, um, and so, you know, and what I'm called to do and what we're all called to do to evangelize, it's 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 getting out of your comfort zone. But yeah, um, for me, I've got this little added challenge that I have to learn a new language. And um, especially uh, being not 20, um, it's a little harder for me. And I know it's going to be humbling and I know it's going to be hard. Um, I, in fact, I'm staying with Carly over there and I, she's, she's teaching this guy from Iraq and, and, and um, English online over the phone Sunday mornings at 5 a.m. And I'm listening to him trying to pronounce it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to be me, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, but he's going to give me the strength to do it, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like whenever somebody starts something new, like you starting to minister here in a time of COVID or um, uh, uh, Liddy Obed or doing the care portal or um, the youth, the new youth. It's so good to see like Bryson up there um, uh, and other people, the other youth that I've seen online up there playing. You know, it's like you have to get over the fear, but, uh, you know, God's there and he helps you. Um, the other area of fear is, is around spiritual warfare. Um, so the place I'm going into Indonesia is is called the Heart of Black Magic, and it can be very spiritually dark there. So I thought, well, to prepare myself in Malaysia, that I'd start going to some of the local festivals. Like there was this Hindu festival there called Taipusam, and it's really awful. I mean, they pierce themselves through their their cheeks with like these things that look like um, uh, chopsticks and and they put hooks in their back and they'll haul um, their these these uh, trailers things behind them up the hill to go worship their idols and um, it's it's such bondage and um, another festival I went to was this um, Buddhist festival and a lot of Chinese there um, are, are Buddhists and they look like your neighbors here. They're, you know, they're working in the high tech industry, but um, a few times a year they go to these temples and they have their festivals. And so I go um, to this, this uh, um, temple and they're having, um, they've got the incense going and the music and they're worshiping their gods and they're putting offerings before them. And um, over in the corner, um, there is a family eating dinner um and there's this cute little 15 year old girl there and as soon as the drums start going this girl starts to just rock back and forth and just she's waving her hair and her head's rolling and it's like oh my gosh and and the parents so they 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 help this young lady over to the priest because something is oppressing their daughter and they want it to stop and so the priest is praying prayers and incense and but it, nothing is is working and I, i'm just horrified by this and so i step out and so i can start to pray and as i'm out in the, the um uh outside the temple the, the tour guide is there too and he, he find out he's a christian so we both start interceding for this this lady um or this young girl to get set free now i would like to tell you that we set her free that night um Unfortunately, the, the family declined to have her pray for her and, and she kind of settled back down. But um, 
you know, the darkness is, is real over there, mm -hmm. but we have the authority over that. And, and we've seen, we've seen the power of God to set people free from that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's in your face in Southeast Asia, but we need to remember here that um, in the U.S., it's still just as dark. It just happens to be in a suit and tie driving a nice car, right? Um, the demonic oppression is real. You know, the demons are just sneakier. They're hiding. Um, you know, think about your coworker who's suffering from addiction or the neighborhood girl who's uh, cutting herself or the businessman in despair over a failing business. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it can be it can be really bad, but we 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 can face it knowing we have Jesus, um, and He wants to use us um, where we're at in this season. Um, I think about um, you know Jesus wants He's the light of the world. He came as the light of the world, and we're supposed to um, shine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think about um, the lady who led me to the Lord. Uh, she was um, a mom with three young children. And she was brave enough to invite me, who was a mocking atheist, partying college student, to come and read the book of John with her. It was very simple. We sat and we read through line by line the book of John, and she would answer all the questions that I had. And it was nothing hard, nothing fancy, but she came. And by the end of chapter one, she had, she had led me to the Lord. Uh, you know, I also think about um, my friend Hendrik. Um, who's my housemate in Malaysia, he had a back issue and he, he was, um, he was an unbeliever as well and it wouldn't go away. And, um, she, he, um, he, uh, was, um, a consultant at this engineering company and he'd heard that one of the engineers would pray for people and they would get healed. And so finally he's like, well, nothing else has worked. Maybe I'll go ask this guy to pray for me. And he prayed for him and he got healed and it changed his life. That's so know? cool. Um, you know, but even here, just in the fellowship, you know, I think about it, it's like we all get so busy and we can expect God to help us in our everyday life. Like one Sunday I was here um, at the fellowship and I was on the prayer team and I had worked a 60 hour week. I was a single mom. I was exhausted. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, God, I, I've got nothing to give. You know, you've got to show up, Lord, you need to show up. And, um, by golly, he did. And he gave me, you know, he gave me prophetic images and I was be able to minister to people, mm. you know, not in my strength, but in his strength. Yeah, that's so incredible. So uh, we've just heard just like four different areas where uh, Cheryl's had to step out in faith, step out in belief. One was learning new things, right? Sometimes when God's call is on our life, when God shows up to us and says, I want you to go do this, like God said to Mary, she had to learn some new things. I am sure Mary had to learn some new things. When God calls us to things, we have to learn to do things differently. We have to learn new things. Um, there is spiritual warfare, right? There is resistance sometimes to stepping into the things that God has for you, but the Holy Spirit is with us we can do it um there's she, she mentioned sharing the faith um when when she came to know the lord it's because someone just invited her to a bible study when we when god calls us to things it's to show people to jesus right and then again ministering to people praying for people the holy spirit is faithful to empower us to do that 
So um, it's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing because we shouldn't do this of our own strength. It's not going to be fruitful if we're doing this out of our own strength. Um, Mary put her trust in the Lord's work in her life. And she walked in humility and she said yes to God. I'm just praying today that we would do the same. Um, what's so cool is when she decides to do this, she turns this, this offering into a praise song to God. So right after um, she has this encounter with Elizabeth, this is Mary's song. And I want you to imagine her singing it as I read it. She sings, she says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Goodness, are we in a place of humility these days? Yes. She says, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Wow. The Lord extends mercy to those who revere him. He brings down the proud. He lifts up the humble. He fills the humble, hungry. He remembers his people. Even in the uncertainty and challenges ahead and what looks impossible, God is with us. Emmanuel is with us. Hallelujah. He's at work redeeming his people. So there's an invitation that we have for you today. Maybe you have said, I do not want to be the Lord's servant. <laughs> Maybe you've been like Cheryl was at that time when she started going to this Bible study. I would say you were probably a reluctant. <laughs> I was really reluctant. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, times change. Things change. <laughs> Maybe today you're saying, I'm going to reconsider this God thing. I'm going to reconsider following Jesus. I'm going to reconsider knowing God. Um, maybe if that's you, you're saying, my life is impossible, my circumstances are impossible, and redemption of my life, how can it be? But like Gabriel to Mary, I want to tell you, nothing is impossible for God. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you. Maybe there are those of us, others of us, who've long said we're going to follow Jesus, but maybe we feel like Elizabeth and Zechariah. Maybe we feel barren. Maybe we feel weary. Maybe we feel tired. I don't know if they felt weary or tired, but I know that they were, they were weary of being barren. Maybe you're discouraged, but I want to say to you, nothing is impossible 
with God. The Holy Spirit is here for you today. And so may our response be like Cheryl's, like Mary's, I'm the Lord's servant. May all you've said about me come true. So if you'd like to stand with us, I'd like to finish with a prayer of surrender. You're welcome to join me or you're welcome to listen, but let's pray and let's surrender once again to the Lord's calling on our life. Jesus, we wanna follow you. I wanna be your servant. I wanna turn from my own ways. I wanna turn from my own plans for fixing things, my own ways of trying to redeem things. I wanna turn from my ways, my sin, my messed up life. I wanna turn from that and turn to you today. I wanna say, I wanna be your servant. I want a visitation of the Holy Spirit on my life, just like Mary, just like Cheryl, just like Elizabeth, just like Zechariah. Come, Lord. May your words to me be true. And these are God's words for you. You are highly favored. You're part of the family of God. I have, God has a plan for you. God is gonna be with you in difficult times. And so Lord, we receive those promises today. I surrender to your ways. I come to you humbly and obediently and say, let your words to me be fulfilled. Let them come true in my life today. I open up my life to your redemption and to your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.